We now present you our November podcast of the Mountain Care Old Time Radio Hour. Join us on a journey to the golden age of radio on our time machine, back to the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. We are your hosts, Bob Jackson and Barb Williams, and we are joined today by Mountain Care Drama Club. Today's episode includes songs from Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers, our drama club renditions of Bowering a Match, and Who Done It, and Five Questions With. But first, let's kick it off with Barb and Cecil performing George Burns and Gracie Allen. Do you like love? No. Do you like to kiss? No. What do you like? Lamb chops. Lamb chops? Could you eat two big lamb chops alone? Alone? Oh no, not alone. With potatoes I could. (laughs) Ah, now our featured artists this month, um, Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers, an Asheville jazz band, and we had Queen Bee herself here um, last month doing an interview with us, but here is one of their songs called Asheville. Stoy on the upright bass fiddle. Drum in Richard Park. The jam will go long after dark. And if the bands don't 
Drama Club, Who Done It? Another five minute mystery. See if you can solve the case before the end of the program. Well, Alice, one more block and you'll behold the Brooks household. Two whole years, Jim. It just doesn't seem possible. It's been so long. You and Dorothy married and with the place of all you your own. Ah, it's true, all right. Only too bad you haven't taken advantage of the old Brooks hospitality sooner. Well, I'm here now, and I intend to. I'm having a perfectly wonderful time. Now, here we are. charming place this is. Dorothy's probably on needles and pins waiting for me to get you here. Dar Darling, it's Jim. Here's Alice. Jim, look. What? Where? There on the living room floor. It's Dorothy. Dead. Mr. Brooks. I'm afraid you and Miss Manning will have to submit to some routine questions. I'll be happy to help in any way I can, Inspector. Thank you, Miss Manning. Now, Mr. Brooks, while you were waiting for some information I phoned for, I want you to tell me exactly what happened this morning. There's nothing much to tell. Both my wife and I were quite excited expecting Alice, but that is Miss Manning here to visit us from Chicago. I was to wait until she called me at the office. And you were there all morning? Yes, until Miss Manning's train arrived and we came out here. I had written here Ms. Brooks to tell her that I would call Jim at the office as soon as I could had arrived. The train was an hour late, maybe. If I had been here earlier, maybe I could have prevented this. Huh. Well, that remains to be seen. Apparently, Mrs. Brooks was sitting here in this chair putting on red polish on her fingernails when she was shot from behind. Hmm. The polish has spilled all over the carpet, and she was still holding the tiny brush in her hand. She must have recognized her attacker, and since she did not die instantly, she printed these three initials here on the floor with the polish. D-O-C. D-O-C? I wish we could tell those initials she was trying to reveal. You're sure you don't know anyone whose name would fit that? 
Positive. I can't. <gasps> oh, oh! Yes, Miss Manny? Can you think of somebody with those initials? Well, I, I, D-O-C, spells Doc, and it's Mr. Brick's nickname. Why? It can't be. Yes, Mr. Brooks? I haven't been called Doc for over two years. It was a nickname I picked up in school. My wife didn't like the name and never used it. No one in New York even knows me by Doc. You've got to believe me, Inspector. It's the truth. Oh. Hmm. Well, that we'll see. Just a minute. Hello? Yes, Grady. Yes. I see. Well, it's sewed up anyway. Thanks. Well, you both will be happy to know our little murder is solved. Oh, then, then it wasn't Doc after all? No, Miss Manning, it wasn't Doc. I'm arresting you, Miss Manning, for the murder of Dorothy Brooks. Why did the inspector arrest Miss Manning for the murder of Mrs. Brooks? In a moment, we'll hear. But first, this. And now, back to our story. How dare you arrest me? I was still on the train. Your train wasn't late, Miss Manning. That phone call just verified the fact. You came out here, murdered Mrs. Brooks, returned to the station and called Mr. Brooks to pick you up. That wasn't what really gave you away though, Miss Manning. Too bad you didn't know Mr. Brooks was no longer called Doc when you printed those letters on the carpet. The next time you leave a name as a clue to throw suspicion, you'd better get the name right. But of course, there won't be a next time, will there, Miss Manning? Join us again next time for another chance to solve a five-minute mystery. Drama Club now brings you Borrowing a Match by Stephen Leacock. You might think that borrowing a match upon the street is a simple thing. But any man who has ever tried it will assure you that it is not and will be prepared to swear to the truth of my experience of the other evening. I was standing on the corner of the street with a cigar that I wanted to light. I had no match. I waited till a decent, ordinary looking man came along. Excuse me, but could you oblige me with the loan of a match? A match? Why, certainly. Then he unbuttoned his overcoat and put his hand in the pocket of his waistcoat. I know I have one that I almost swear is in the bottom pocket, or hold on though, I guess it may be in the top. Just wait till I put these parcels down on the street. <laughs>
<coughs> oh, don't trouble. It's really no of, of no consequence. Oh, it's no trouble. I'll have it in a minute. I know there must be one in here somewhere, but you see, this isn't the waistcoat I generally... I saw that. The man was getting excited about it. Well, never mind if that isn't the waistcoat that you generally... Why, it doesn't matter. Hold on now, hold on. I've got one of the cursed things in here somewhere. I guess it must be in with my watch. No, it's not there either. He was getting pretty worked up, worked up now. He had thrown down his walking stick and was plunging at his pockets with his teeth set. Say, I'll bet that it's in my hip pocket. Just hold up the tail of my overcoat a second till I... No, no, please don't take all this trouble. It really doesn't matter. I'm sure you needn't take off your overcoat and, oh, pray, don't throw away your debtors and listings in the snow like that and tear out your pockets by the roots. Please, please don't trample over your overcoat and put your feet through the parcels. Don't. Please don't tear your clothes so savagely. Suddenly... The man gave a grunt of exultation and drew his hand from inside the lining of his coat. I've got it. Here it is. Then he brought it out under the light. It was a toothpick. Yielding to the impulse of the moment, I pushed him under the wheels of a trolley car and ran. I'm now sitting out in the garden um, for five questions, and today's five questions is with Laddie McMillan. Laddie was from South Carolina, uh, joined the military at age 16. So, good morning, Laddie. How are you today, sir? Just fine, sir. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for joining us on five questions. So, um, Laddie, you joined the military at age 16. Can you tell me a little bit about your military experience? My military experience was at that age... At first, when I went in, I was a little shaky, but after that, I went to, do I need to tell where I went? Well, whatever you'd like to tell me, oh, Laddie. I left uh, for training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and I was sent from there after the first eight weeks of basic, and I went to uh, Fort Sam Houston, Texas, to a medical training center. I was in the medical corps. And then I left there. I went to uh, Seoul, Korea, and Korea, and I was in the end, end of the Second World War and the Korean conflict. Then I was there for 18 months, and then I left there and I went to uh, Seoul. That was in Korea too. And I was there for 12 months. And then they sent me to Okinawa and Pusan. And I was there for about a year and a half. What was the biggest thing you <clears throat> learned in the military? Discipline. I was 16 years old when I went in. And I was, wasn't a bad person because I was very young. But I was trained at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And that's where I got my first eight weeks of basic and uh, it was very exciting but it was hard work 
Well, thank you, Laddie. So my, my first question was about the military, and I asked multiple questions about it. But my second question is now going to be about Asheville. And, and everyone that knows Asheville knows the orange peel pretty well, I bet. And mm -hmm. um, But before it was the orange peel, it was a number of different places. And one of the things it was was the Jade Club. That's exactly and you ran that. Tell us a little bit about the Jade Club. I went with me and a partner, Doug Brooks. He was a radio announcer for Hendersonville, and I was working at the time at the Hendersonville Country Club. And we opened it up, me and Doug Brooks, and I was very lucky to have him because he was my announcer. And uh, we had that for about a little over two years, or maybe two and a half years or three years. And then I left there, and I went back to Campobello, South Carolina, and I got involved with the Cracker Barrel restaurant. I opened it up, the one in in, uh, in Spartanburg, and then the one in Hendersonville. And then I went on and I started working for Shell Oil. I was doing all this, everything kind of at the same time. Now, the biggest one I really loved was the coach light. Okay, tell me That's about right that. That's right here in Asheville. Right here, it's in Fletcher. Okay. And we had the coach light for five years. Cecil Cantrell was the owner, and I was only PR public relation for him for that. And I was at the coach light for about five years. Well, Laddie, my third question now, and this leads perfectly into it, you had a place called Laddie's Place. Tell That's, me about Laddie's Place. Laddie's Place was on Spartanburg Highway. Right, uh, it was right on, right up from where the Cracker Barrel is. And I opened that up, and I did catering to the, uh, you know, the public out of my place because it had a dining room, kitchen, everything in it. But I mostly had it for like a. I, I did like disc, discos, and then I'd have uh, uh, people come in and entertain. Uh, John, uh, uh, the main one I had was very popular with me was uh, my man that I was in the Army with. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis Presley That's was awesome. in the Army with me in Korea. And when he got out, he didn't stay in. He got out. And he went to uh, back in music. So he told me when I'd come home and get me a place, he would perform for me. <laughs> and he came and performed for me there at uh, Laddie's place. And uh, also, after that, I had Junior Walker and All Stars, and I had uh, uh, Clarence Carter and all of them. Now, I was the booking agency then. Yeah, oh yeah, I did the booking agency, my own. And I had somebody, I had two, two secretaries and one, one bookkeeper. And they did all of that while I was out doing public, PR public relations. Well, Laddie, you bring such joy, smiles, and knowledge here to, uh, to Mountain Care. What's your favorite thing about coming here? My favorite thing about coming here is you, you meet the people, and the, most of the people here is, is especially men are military. 
So you're not never lonesome. You always have somebody to talk to because we love to talk to each other. And you walk and you have games. We, we play bingo. We do all of that together. And it's just like being at home. Don't forget shooting pool. And oh, No, no, no. I ain't, I ain't, I'm definitely not going to leave the pool out. And uh, normally when you come here, you'll see me normally around 1 o'clock at the pool table. <laughs> Laddie, question number five on five questions is always the same question. It is, what is your favorite dessert? Banana pudding and lemon pie. Beautiful. Laddie, thank you for being on five questions. Uh, one more song from Queen Bee and the Honey Lovers. Here's Hayes and Hobson. was our blast from the past thank you for joining us on a journey down memory lane and as always may your troubles be less your blessings be more and nothing but happiness come through your door join us next month on the mountain care old time radio hour <laughs>